Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Medical Association of Georgia Top Docs radio show. I'm Donald Palmazano, the CEO for the Medical Association of Georgia, and today we're going to address Alzheimer's disease and how the Alzheimer's Association helps people who have Alzheimer's, as well as their family members and caregivers. With more than 8,000 members, MAG is the leading voice for physicians in Georgia, representing physicians in every specialty as well as every practice setting. Uh, for more information about MAG, please go to www.mag.org. Um, and we're also proud uh, to state that we've had over 400,000 listeners uh, of, of the radio show. And that includes uh, people in every uh, state as well as in over 80 countries. I would like to express my sincere thanks to Alliant Health Solutions for its support as a sponsor. And speaking of Alliant, I'd like to introduce my first guest uh, is Dr. Dennis White, who is the President and CEO of Alliant Health Solutions, which is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to improving our healthcare system. Dennis has spent more than 25 years in healthcare and IT sectors, and he has a doctorate in healthcare administration and has dedicated his career to developing state and federal government contracts that improve patient care. Our second guest is Amy Johnston, who is the Senior Director of Marketing for the Georgia Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association, and she's been with the association for five years. Uh, our third guest is Dan Britt, who recently joined the cha Georgia Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association as its Director of Development. And Dan has been with the Alzheimer's Association in various capacities uh, for about five years as well. So thank you all for joining us today. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, what is Alzheimer's disease and how does it differ from dementia? Well, Alzheimer's disease is actually, in, the, in probably the most simplest terms, is a disease that actually attacks your brain. Um, and it causes problems with memory, thinking, and behavior. And the symptoms kind of start slowly, and then they progress over time. The, so the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia is that Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. So deme you got to look at, look at dementia as kind of the umbrella, and Alzheimer's is a form of it. So it is the most common form of dementia. It makes up about 60% of all dementias. Okay. And so what, what, what are some of the signs of Alzheimer's? Well, there's actually 10 different, t 10 signs of Alzheimer's. Um, they, everything from, you know, memory loss to challenges in solving problems or planning, um, difficulty in completing tasks that you're used to doing, um, confusion with time or place, um, decreased or poor judgment. And one that we, um, that we hear about a lot is changes in mood or behavior. So someone who gets very agitated that, you know, before never really got that agitated or that upset about a situation, um, that's definitely one of, the, one of the signs. And then somebody that's agitated, um, are they aware that they've become a little bit short-tempered and agitated, or are they not aware of themselves? I think it depends. Um, I think in most cases, depending on, you know, what stage that person might be in, um, they might be aware of it, but a little you know, hesitant to think it might be Alzheimer's disease. It might be just, you know, lack of sleep or, you know, different things. Um, you've got a lot of um, stress in your life, um, so they may not think it's Alzheimer's. Okay. And how does uh, Alzheimer's disease affect Georgia? Well, um, we just released our um, 2019 Alzheimer's disease facts and figures, and, of course, the... Um, the information is, is quite scary. Um, there are 150,000 people in Georgia living with Alzheimer's right now with another 533,000 unpaid caregivers. That number is supposed to increase by almost 30% in the next six years. So it is a um, disease that is 
somewhat under uh, out of control because um, every what uh, every day ten thousand people turn sixty five and so when you turn sixty five or older you become more at risk of getting Alzheimer's and when you say can you elaborate a little bit about the thirty thousand unpaid uh, caregivers so the the five hundred thirty three thousand unpaid caregivers those typically are family members. Um, friends that are taking care of someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's. And in terms of, uh, are you seeing the continued growth in the state of Georgia as compared to other states? It's, the the, the continuation of growth is 100% across the country. Mm-hmm. Georgia is one of those states that kind of falls in the more, um, I guess, aggressive line where, you know, that Georgia is considered a halfback state, so we have a lot of retirees here, um, which could play a role in it. And another reason, too, um, is that more people are getting, um, I guess, the, the reporting of the disease is getting better, and then people are getting diagnosed more. So versus, you know, 20 years ago, this was something that wasn't really diagnosed. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to mention the Atlanta Journal article on March 5th uh, really speaks to all of those things that we were just talking about there in Georgia growing faster than the national average with Alzheimer's. Uh, we are getting more and more. And there's a great example in there. It talks about how a patient evolves through the process. And it, it is something that we all need to know. But a great article there and gives all of the, the details that we're talking about here and how we're growing faster. We've got a growing aging population here in Georgia, as we know. And uh, it's something we need to take take note of. Yep. Yep. Are there any cures to Alzheimer's? Right now, no. Um, There's no way to slow it down. There's no way to prevent it necessarily. And there's definitely not a cure. However, um, research is... um, is getting better. It's ongoing. The Alzheimer's Association is actually the third largest funder of research in the world. We currently have $165 million in research right now going on. Um, And I would also um, throw in there too that the association uh, is known to look at more kind of progressive research more so than perhaps the the government or even the Chinese government, which is the second largest funder of research. Okay. So um, it's it's ongoing, and it you know, it, and the funding is is better now because before you know in 2012 we had 415 million dollars in federal funding for Alzheimer's research. You compare that to cancer or heart disease, which is you know in the billions now. 2019, we have 2.3 billion in annual funding from the um, from NIH, which is fantastic. It's a game changer, really. So, what are you seeing in terms of um, while there isn't a cure, a lot of the treatment out there is to try to slow the progression of the disease. There's no treatment that can slow it down. There's treatment that deals with the symptoms of the disease. And typically, when you're diagnosed early, those drugs will typically, in most cases, work a little bit better for you versus if you were diagnosed in a middle to late stages. Okay. So so some of the symptoms, it may just, for instance, in terms of... Um, um, the agitation. Agitation is definitely one that can be probably a little bit more controlled when you're diagnosed a little bit earlier in the in the in the, prog- in the prognosis. And then, what is the Alzheimer's Association? How do they help not only with the patients, but more specifically with with the caregivers? 
um, and, and also the, the, the spouses or the children that are, that are affected with dealing with the patient. You know, I always say my father had dementia and passed away about five years ago, and I wish that I had known about the Alzheimer's Association when I was going through that journey. Um, we have this wonderful resource. It's a 24-7 helpline. You can call it any time, any day of the week, Christmas, New Year's, anything. And there is someone on the other end that can help you, whether you're looking for a support group or if you just have a question about someone that you're caring for. They can walk you through whatever it is that you happen to be going through at the time. I wish I had known about it. Um, We also offer um, local support groups um, for um, um, caregivers and for people with early stages, you know, like I said before, more people are getting diagnosed and being diagnosed early in their in their disease progression. And so they, we have support groups for those people. We also have um, education classes that we provide throughout the entire you know, metro Atlanta area. We have a wonderful website, which is ALZ.org. It has tons of resources, information. It has um, online, um, actually online support groups. It's called All's Connected, Alzheimer's Navigator. Um, we have a community resource finder. So if you're looking for things like um, respite care, there's information on there for that where you can find an organization that provides that. And then what about uh, those patients that get, is there a difference with early onset on time Alzheimer's versus someone who gets it after 65? Um, so there is what we call either early onset or younger onset, and that okay. makes up about 200,000 people in the country, okay. and that's people that are 65 years or, or younger. Um, and, you know, currently our, our, actually our board chair of the Alzheimer's Association Georgia chapter, his wife was diagnosed in her early 50s. So um, that's, you know, becoming more, not more common, but it, it makes up about 200,000 people with the disease. And have you seen more emphasis and more awareness put forth for some of the, uh, for some of the, pay, you know, for, for some of the caregivers in order to help them out? Because a lot of times, obviously, it's, it's how do we get more money for research, mm-hmm. but how do we also help, you know, have you seen more awareness in that realm for the caregivers? Absolutely. And I, you know, I feel like with the, um, the concern about Alzheimer's throughout the country, especially here in Georgia, that more people are learning about organizations like the Alzheimer's Association that can provide this care and support for people who are dealing with this. Because this is a disease that, I mean, I can, I can talk about it from a personal level. This is a disease that is not like others. You know, it's, it's a disease that attacks someone's brain and you are, you know, kind of in this situation where it's not like cancer or or another disease where, for example, my father kept asking me the same question over and over and over again, and I didn't really know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it just requires more care. Um, It's often termed a family disease. Yes. Because it's 8 to 10 years usually in in turn once you're diagnosed before the for death. Yes. All right. All right. Well, besides the free care and support programs, what other things is the Alzheimer's Association doing to address the disease? Um, as I mentioned before, we are the third largest funder of research in the world um, with $165 million in research currently. Um, so there's that. And then the second thing I was going to bring up is we have 
um, here in Georgia we have about around a thousand advocates, local advocates that work with federal and state legislators mm-hmm. where we go to them and we you know we provide our stories about the you know our families that are dealing with Alzheimer's and then we ask them for a certain certain piece of legislation for example um, you know we've we have worked with our federal legislators to build the concern about Alzheimer's to them and now like I said before you know the funding for Alzheimer's research um, is really because of our advocates because they just kept pushing and pushing and talking to the legislators and now we are it's a game changer 2.3 billion in research funding wow and then what about um at the state level, how is the state in terms of funding? Do they do they see do you see some opportunities there? Absolutely, and we we have a lot of um, state legislative champions for us that believe in what we're doing and believe that you know that Alzheimer's disease is really something that everybody needs to pay attention to. Most recently, um, Governor Kemp just sti- signed. Um, off on funding for the Department of Public Health. It is a uh, $350,000 awareness campaign about Alzheimer's, and that's something that our our advocates um, push for, most recently in February. Oh, good. So you'll have an advocacy day at the Capitol? Yes. Where people come down? Yes. Um, have an opportunity to speak to their legislators? Yes. And it's a, it's a, it's a year-long process. Right. It's not just the one day in Washington, D.C. or the one day at the Georgia State Capitol. They work with them throughout the whole year. Um, they have meetings with them. They have coffee with them. They um, send them information. So it is a, a relationship that they have with their state and federal legislators. Now, that's good to hear because a lot of times people... People um, don't know that advocacy is a year-long process. Yes. It's not just going down there for that one day. No. It's, it's having that relationship with your legislator, taking yes. the time to get to know them, and educating them on issues like this. Absolutely. And a, a perfect example of that, which I absolutely love, we have a... Um, a advocate in Savannah. Her name is Donna Camacho, and she has built this amazing relationship with her representative, Buddy Carter. Mm-hmm. And he actually, when they um, um, when they passed the Bold Act, um, I guess back in January, um, he actually brought her name up and said, okay. Donna Camacho, who is an advocate for the Alzheimer's Association, you know, she and I have worked together on this, and she has provided me with all the information. And so that was amazing that he actually called her out on the floor. So Yeah, and Congressman Carter's been fantastic, especially on health care for Georgia, because mm-hmm. um, he came you know, as a pharmacist with a background. So it's always great to talk to people who provide health care because they get the issues. They do. And, and especially being in a position where they can actually Im- impact change. Yes. So I, I, I'm glad that that's great to hear yeah. the work that he's yeah, doing. Yeah, we are excited. We are excited about that. So, so what, let me just change a little bit. What, what are some of the key takeaways from a recent study that the Alzheimer's Association conducted uh, that looked at wellness exams and cognitive assessments for Alzheimer's patients? So as I mentioned, we released our 2019 Alzheimer's Disease Facts and Figures report, and within that report is a special report, and it was um, centered around whether or not um, primary care physicians are providing um, the Medicare wellness exams. And in that exam is supposed to be a cognitive assessment. And the studies show that only 16% of those doctors, or actually 16% of the patients report that they're actually getting it on an annual basis. So there's an opportunity there. Um, I've, you know, in the report it suggested that um, that 
patients don't either they don't know about it or they're afraid to ask and doctors while they do know about it um, it's either lack of time lack of symptoms or complaints from their patients Um, so there's an opportunity for doctors to talk to their patients about about cognitive assessments because again the earlier you are diagnosed the better it is for that patient and their family well good and then how would um, you know how, could, how else could we get that information out to the physicians aside from shows like this um, to, to get that to them to, to, is, is, is to put emphasis on, on the topic? Well, I think it's, it's around a, you know, just awareness mm-hmm. about it, and I think there is still so much stigma around Alzheimer's, and people are terrified that they're going to be diagnosed with it. I, know, I mean, I, I can say from a personal perspective, I would be terrified. But it's, a, it's an awareness um, to the docs. But also, you know, one of the things that we would love to see them do more is to tell their patients when they're diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia to tell them about the association and all the wonderful things that we that we do to help you know families and the, the person with the disease especially getting that information to the caregivers absolutely because they're the ones that are really in terms of the support absolutely uh, as, as, as they're the ones dealing with the diseases absolutely well. and we've heard over and over and over again from the families we do help through our support groups or, or other things that we do is that we are a lifeline to families um, that without us they, they just don't know what they would have done because in most cases most people are like okay oh my gosh my husband or wife or whatever was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know what this journey is going to be. And the Alzheimer's Association is here to help you through that journey. Yeah. It's one of the most feared things as we get older because some of the statistics show that one in nine people over age 65, and then as you get to 85, one in three people have Alzheimer's. And then also uh, in the disparity movement there, uh, as you are uh, uh, people of color are much more aggressive, (coughs) two to one, for people of color wow. and Hispanics, one to one point five to one. Wow! And, yeah, and, and and you know, obviously, I think the fear is with the person that's going through the change and, and being diagnosed with Alzheimer's is the re, the reality of where it's heading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's got to be very fearful. It is very fearful. It is actually also among the demographic of fifty five and older, Alzheimer's is now a top consideration over heart disease, cancer, and arthritis combined. Oh, wow. And especially with technology now, as you referenced before, you're mm-hmm. able to detect this a little bit sooner than they were 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. with right. what medicine yep. is. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And then are there other important factors that physicians should keep in mind when it comes to Alzheimer's disease? Well, like I said, um, I think it's it's an awareness on their part, but also to to let them know that there are resources out there to help them. Um, you know, Alzheimer's disease is the most expensive disease in the country. Um, you know, healthcare is for um, for Alzheimer's alone. Um, for you know, hospice and other um, you know healthcare related dollars, it makes up two hundred ninety billion annually across the country, and one point one billion here in Georgia. So there's lots of costs, you know, there, and you know, just again, just. Point, point their direction to us, and we can provide that that support for them. So let, let me let me turn the conversation a little bit to Alliant Health Solutions. Mm-hmm. And how did y'all get involved in the Alzheimer's Association, and, and, and what we're going to talk about in a minute? Your All event. Right. 
Good deal. Alliant Health Solutions is the quality improvement organization for Georgia and North Carolina. So therefore, we are involved in making health care better for older Americans, for Medicare beneficiaries. So it perfect, lines up perfectly with our mission as a company in making people health care better and for older Americans. And just a great partnership and alignment here. Yeah. And so, so as I understand it, you're getting ready to do uh, uh, to dance. Why don't you give us a little bit more information about that? Because I didn't know you were a dancer. <laughs> no, I didn't know it either. <laughs> I am not a dancer, folks. So get ready and watch and uh, come see me because I don't dance. Uh, but this is a Dancing with the Stars, kind of a takeoff from Dancing with the Stars that Alzheimer's does. Uh, it's a benefit to raise money to help with Alzheimer's disease because funding is our biggest problem here. Uh, we believe this disease can be cured and funding, get more funding, we can do that. But this event helps do that. It's like Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to get out there and dance. I'm going to dance to Taki Taki. Yeah, I know. Most of you probably don't know what that is, but that's okay. It's a salsa samba dance that I'm going to do. And I'm excited about doing that. I have a great partner in uh, Dia Adams, and uh, we're having a great time doing it. And just, just fun. And your big night is going to be May the 4th. That's right. So Saturday evening, is, we'll be at the Cobb Galleria. Mm-hmm. And you will be doing this in front of a thousand people. It's one of the biggest galas here in, in Atlanta. And uh, so when you have a thousand people there, you have a world of opportunity to start really raising awareness along with the dollars. I mean, we've often discussed that money doesn't solve every problem in the world, but it can solve this one. Right. So. We're real excited about Dennis. Yeah. And let me say, too, uh, you know, some of the examples, I mean, as you talk about this and raise awareness, and I mention it to people and friends. I walked in the other day, and I live in a condo, and my concierge mentioned to her what I was doing. And she said, you know, my brother-in-law passed away recently from Alzheimer's. And he was a 9-11 survivor, and he passed away from Alzheimer's recently. I mentioned it to one of our bank partners. We bank our company banks with the SunTrust Bank, and I mentioned it to them. And I was asking for some help and assistance. You know, we're getting some auction items together for the events, and I was asking them to provide some help there. And the lady I was talking to said, you know, Dennis, my dad passed away two weeks ago from Alzheimer's. And then my special cause that I am for, and many of you know, Dr. Denise Hines uh, in Georgia. She's hymns, uh, really big in hymns, and helps with the health information exchange here in Georgia. She lost her sister. We talked about the early, really younger onset. Her sister developed Alzheimer's at 30. She was a college graduate, master's degree, three kids. Great life ahead of her. And at 30, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. By 40, she had passed, and she looked like an 80-year-old woman when you looked at her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And Denise did this. Those three kids, she took those kids yeah. home. And that's that's my cause and my champion is to help Denise and help spread awareness here and to raise money to solve problems like this and to help caregiver issues. I mean, at the early onset like that, think about it. There's not as many health care resources for those folks. You, know, you get to Medicare and you've got a better chance of getting resources for Alzheimer's. But before that, the resources aren't as readily available for patients either. So that that's a complication as well. Right. So, so the event itself, Yes. Um, how many other people are dancing in competition? Yeah, but besides Dennis, he has yes. uh, 12 competitors. And we say competitors really sort of tongue-in-cheek. They're all moving towards one goal. 
right. which is to raise overall a million dollars for the right. event that night. Um, and they come from all walks of life across Atlanta, but what they all have in common is what Dennis has in common. True leadership and a fair amount of notoriety, being able to, when, when, when Dennis raises his voice, people listen. So these other individuals as well, that we call them celebrities, because right. they have a following. They have a dem- they've demonstrated that they, they can bring people to the table, that when they raise awareness, people are receptive to their voice. And uh, that, that's what... Dennis is a rock star. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fan number one of Dennis Wyatt for this event. It's going to be awesome. I've, 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 <laughs> what I appreciate about Dennis is that he does these causes. Absolutely. Every year, finds something that, that resonates, but is also very personal and, and brings awareness to it. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this event. So how, how, in terms of, of the event itself, yes. where are we in the progression of the event? It's in May. It's in May. It will be a thousand people. We've we've uh, sold out in the last several years. I actually came on as a volunteer. I danced. I walked the path that he's walking in 2015. How much money were you able to? I myself raised. My goal was fifty thousand dollars. I raised $49,987 at the conclusion of the evening. And if I'd known that, I'd have coughed up another 13 bucks. Right. <laughs> and uh, then became part of the... Congratulations. Uh, well, yes, well, well right. thank you. But um, then went on to our gala volunteer committee and ended up chairing the event last year. Okay. Uh, and it was a... F- I know this team quite well uh, from a volunteer point of view and when the opportunity came earlier this year to perhaps step into a professional role uh, as a fundraiser it, it was it was a door in my life that opened and uh, I feel like I, I found a great place but the event itself there will be a thousand people there right now we are at 60 tables so that's 600 people that have already committed wow. okay. and we are still uh, almost five weeks away so I am confident we will sell out Again, um, that's fantastic. It, 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 it's it is turning into quite the monster of an event, which uh, which is great. So at the at, at the end of the event, um, how much? How how do you put it out there pu- publicly? How much money you've raised, and then? Well, we we we. When people start the event at the early the evening, so Dennis's total will be added uh, to all the, the the twelve remaining contestants. Okay. And when we walk in the door, we'll be at a particular dollar amount. We'll see eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars on the board, and then through the course of the evening, people will be able to watch the routines. Dennis will have a lot of fans there. Hope you're going to be there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you'll have an opportunity to vote. For Dennis, which is one vote equals one dollar, and you'll be able to watch the the, the numbers uh, go up throughout the course of the evening. We'll also be doing a live auction of six items, so that can be designated. The winner of the, each item can designate their dollars for a particular dancer, um, and we will also do a fund the mission at the end to try to to wrap the event up and get to that one million dollar mark. We did it last year in the evening, and it was quite a, a celebration. So. Um, Again, I keep coming back to people like Dennis who are participating this year who are absolute rock stars committed every day. Last year, last week he called me and he said, I missed our 
what has turned out to be our Friday afternoon phone conversation. <laughs> That's right. And I said, I need to put that on our calendar that we're going to talk every Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> on, on my way to my dance lesson. That's right. that up. So it's on my mind at that time. But there are two winners that night. The one that raises the most money. Okay. And then there's a judges panel, just like Dancing with the Stars. So there's someone that wins technically as the best dancer as well. I am not a dancer. Remember that, okay? <laughs> you know, it's, it sounds like he's downplaying a little bit because I'm sure as competitive as Dennis is, he's been practicing a little bit. A little bit. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm excited about it. We will be there. Perfect. Uh, we're, we're excited about the event. Um, and, and as much as we can push this, raise awareness about the event out there and also about Alzheimer's, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Well, and if, for anybody listening, if you want a little more information, go to DancingStarsOfAtlanta.com. Perfect. Yeah, that, that was actually my next question. How do viewers get more information about the event yeah. as well as about the Alzheimer's Association? So you can go to our website, which is alz.org slash Georgia, or you can call our 800 number, which is 800-272-3900. Or you can call me directly at 404-728-6057 uh, if you want direct information about the event itself. And I'd appreciate anyone's support and I hope that we could uh, give these folks uh, a little bit of the clip of the, the dance and maybe they could tack it on to what we are doing today and show folks what's happening out there. Absolutely. I, I know Tom Cornegay who is, and, and, and Mandy who are the, 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 the behind the scenes make it all happen. Tom, Tom will make it work out. <laughs> well, at this point, I want to express my sincere thanks to our guests for addressing uh, some of the really important issues, um, especially with Alzheimer's, which, which obviously impacts just about every family in some capacity. Uh, I hope that our audience will turn around and, and share today's program with, with their family and colleagues and friends. Uh, make sure to follow MAG on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, and, and also get the latest episodes of the Top Docs radio show at www.mag.org backslash Top Docs. Uh, from everybody at MAG, thank you very much for your time and we look forward to our next show. Thank you.